then I ended ended up just calling him. But all right, everybody, another episode of Grant You Wisdom. Um, I have a a friend or Anthony Dane, um, actor, uh, part time bar manager, and AKA as I like to call him, Uncle Tony. <laughs> I, I never get tired of being called that. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> All right. I got a, I got some questions. Yeah. Um, I honestly am curious of how you got started into um, acting. You want to know how I got started? It was, um, I mean, in, in, in simplest of all terms, it was the right place at the right time. And it certainly wasn't anything that happened overnight. But um it, it uh, I actually started doing cosplay. I'm I'm sure you know of that. Yeah, you know, I'd, I'd go to parties and stuff as Captain Jack Sparrow. I know you remember that. Yeah, that I'll tell a story real quick. Yeah. So one time, uh, back in the, a couple years ago, I, uh, Uncle Tony was working at Yogi's, and I never met him before. And uh, he was it was Halloween, and I go in there, and I'm honestly I'm pretty past far gone, and I see. Uh, Tony come over here and the Captain Jack Sparrow and he is a great impersonator of him and I was honestly so confused I didn't know what was going on I thought it was so real and I honestly just asked him I was like dude can you please go away you're freaking me out <laughs> I, I remember that all too well in fact I made it a mission that <laughs> night to keep coming over to you <laughs> just to freak you out a little bit like in increments too yeah like, as a wave I, I was watching it it was, it was quite amusing so how, how did you get into the cosplay? Uh, the cosplay. That one's a fun story. I haven't told that one in a long time. Um, I was dating my high school sweetheart at the time. So it actually started way back in high school. Yeah. Uh, I went to the Ohio Renaissance Festival. You ever been to that? I have been for a field trip. I would say middle school. All right. I wanted to go back. I actually uh, asked a few people to go. I asked uh, Jimmy. Oh, yeah. He lives right down the street. I asked him if he want. We tried to get uh, go this year and get a couple people, but. We didn't make it, oh, but well, yes, I, I do know suggest what it, is. it. Okay, please, if you get a chance, go. <laughs> I would it dress is. up too. I feel like I would have to. You kind of have to. I, I can guarantee you that ninety-eight percent of the people there are wearing a costume, <laughs> or I mean, you see the guys that are like uh, just using it as an excuse to carry around a giant sword too. So they're just in like you know blue jeans and a shirt, yeah, and a sweatshirt. yeah. So <laughs> believe me, anything you wear, you're not out of place. All right. Um, but that's actually how it started. I, I went to the Renaissance Festival. It was the first time I ever went. I was with my girlfriend at the time and a couple of buddies from high school. And we were just walking around the whole festival. And I'm watching all these people dressed up and just playing. And mind you, my high school wasn't an ordinary high school. It was a charter school. It just opened up. It was called the Art College Prep Academy. Okay. ACPA for short, ACPA. Um, so we were into the arts. You know, I, I did theater in high school. So anyways. what is that like? Ele like, what was that elementary school or no, like high school? Yep. That's, that's where I graduated. Okay. Um, so we were into art big time. So when we went to the Renaissance festival and I saw people dressed up and, you know, portraying these characters, yeah. I was really enamored by it, you know? Like, <laughs> so I, um, I went home that night and started doing some research on, could I build my own like half-ass costume? <laughs> yeah. Know? Um, and so I found some stuff that were like really piratey and I just kind of like bought some stuff online and just kind of threw it all together. And it was this ridiculous outfit that made no sense yeah. whatsoever. <laughs> if you're looking at it, it's like legit. He just grabbed some stuff off of a rack, yeah. threw it together and <laughs> called himself a pirate. Yeah. It was embarrassing. Um, 
but you know, everybody starts somewhere. Yeah, right? you got to, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I started building on this character a lot more. Yeah. I, I never went to the Renaissance afterwards. Why did you pick a pirate? Um, because I liked drinking at the time. Okay. And when I get drunk, the mannerisms of Jack Sparrow just sort of <laughs> come out anyways. <laughs> That's kind of funny, though. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they, they just kind of mesh together. But because of that, you know, I started taking that costume and actually incorporating the real Jack Sparrow item yeah. from the movies into it. And then eventually it just actually turned into Jack Sparrow. Yeah. Over a course of, I don't know, five years it took for me to actually find the voice. Like the- so, like, okay, I got a, I got a question in this. So, like, during that five years, were you, did you, like, have something going? Or were you just trying, like, were you trying out for things? No, not at the time. No, okay. no it okay. was just me playing around and exploring and seeing a, another side of what it was like to walk around in a costume and okay. be okay with it okay, outside so of Halloween. How, how long did that take to just like, you would just walk around like on a random Monday, just yeah. go into Target as a Absolutely. pirate? Absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's kind of, that's awesome. That's like, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I wish I had the courage sometimes to do stuff like that. That's what I'm trying to get out of this. Like, you know what I mean? Like people like you and the other people that I had just like <laughs> do different stuff like that. And it's like just out of what other people do. And I'm very intrigued by that. Well, there, there's a level of anonymity there too. And it's something that we're all used to nowadays with our cell phones. You know, yeah. like if you look online, you can say anything you want and get away with it. Yeah. Right. The The difference is, is when you're, when you're walking around in a costume, you're not you. Yeah. And if you do it really well, then nobody knows who you are yeah. other than the character you're playing. So huh. when I'm walking around as Jack Sparrow, I have n- no worry in the world. Nobody knows who I am. Well, unless you know who I am. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can get away with anything I want. You think that's why people like, uh, like being a mascot? Oh, probably. Huh? I mean, that's interesting. They do have a lot of fun. Yeah. 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 But it's like, yeah, you can do anything you want. If like, you don't know who's under there. Yeah. That, that is crazy. I, that, I guess I really never thought of it that way. Honestly. Is there's a sense of freedom behind it? Yeah. You know, when, when you're openly not yourself yeah. and everybody knows you're not yourself, nobody knows who you are. You can do anything you want to yeah. do. You can be anyone you want. So <laughs> that's cool. That that's kind of actually where my acting started from was just doing cosplay. Huh. Then what um how did you get or how did you get like your first gig or um how'd so you pick that? It it um I worked for uh, a bar called Novax downtown, okay. which you're also too familiar <laughs> with. It's parent company here. Yep. Um I worked at a bar downtown in the arena district called Novax. It's still there. And next door to Novax is another brewery restaurant called Barley's. Okay. Are I know. Familiar? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, great place. Yeah. I never ate there, honestly. <gasps> I need For to. Shame. <laughs> no, they have really good wings. All right. That's what I heard. What flavor? Every Off flavor. track real quick. Okay. Yeah. Plug. Anyways. <laughs> um, so I had a buddy who worked over there who was a server and he was actually a professional actor as well. Okay. Um, he found out his name is, if you're listening to this, Dan Nye. <laughs> he, uh, he lives out in California right now. Okay. Still acting. Um, he worked over at Barley's and he, uh, he and I became friends because he saw that I did cosplay stuff. He saw my Jack Sparrow and just one day out of the blue, he was like, Hey, do you want to just like go do a monologue for my agent? And I'm like, I guess I have an account in, uh, that backstage.com. You do? Yeah. But I haven't done anything, but I, I've always thought about reading like something and seeing what happens. Oh, I'm on that thing every single day. I check really? backstage more often than I check Facebook. Huh. 
Yeah. I always get like notifications on my email, like 36 of this. Like, oh, but I should just working. try it one time. Why not? Right. Yeah. You can also make <laughs> a voice acting uh, profile on there now. Too. Yeah. They have two separate categories. Hmm. I, I might try that. Yeah. I mean, you really got nothing to lose. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. I mean, I just, could just gain you. something. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, so I, I went in and I did this uh, uh, dry read and a monologue for his agent, Allie, um, no longer with said agency. I'm not going okay. to say it, but um, they, thought I was at least competent enough to understand material and talk about it. So they, they signed me. Okay. Granted the first year I didn't get like any work. So what, so how many monologues and stuff were you doing like a week? Um, so I have three monologues in my repertoire that I can pull from at any given time. And they're usually just kind of one is a stern, one is a sappy and one of them is just kind of like a throwaway comedy, whatever. Are those your favorite kind? Like, yeah. I, I what is your? All right, now keep going. No, you have a question. <laughs> what I was gonna say? What is like? What's your favorite role to play? Oh goodness, uh, a villain. Okay, a villain role. I've, I've. Why is that? Oh, buddy, you can get away with anything. <laughs> all right, you really can. The thing is, is okay. So I've played a villain now in quite a few films, uh, short films and features, and the I've also played like good guys and just yeah. run of the mill guys, but. The, the, the thing that makes playing a villain so much fun is that you have the freedom to explore your character in full. Like, we all have road rage. I'm right? trying to think. Okay, yeah. Think, uh, about uh, think about this. We all have road rage. You're driving down the road, brush hour, somebody slams on the brakes. I'm like, think about it. Like, yeah. ah! Yeah, right? you, you, just, <laughs> you, you channel this inner demon, yeah. and it just expressed on the person in front of you, right? Mm. So take, take that sort of energy and throw it into a character that's a villain who has the ability now to get his hands dirty, where, you know, you can't really do that in a real world. Like, Dang. I, I want to go, I want to go, like, slash that guy's tires and yeah. i want to like make him cry it's like for... you're allowed to yell and stuff like, yes. like that oh you, you could use that'd that. be a good feeling honestly it's it's kind of rewarding what would have uh what's your have you you said you played a villain yes how many oh and yes. which one was your favorite oh let's see <laughs> i i oh, couldn't tell you a number of how many i've done but my favorite was playing the devil okay that that one was fun he was a little twisted and uh, uh morally twisted obviously <laughs> um but i got away with some pretty ugly stuff okay naturally though all of my villains don't did you have like well. the were you no! blood, bloody and stuff oh i've 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 done some of those like where you have the blood packets in your mouth i have done those yes in what fact, is that uh, the blood does packets, it taste weird they're awful really they're awful it's like licorice <laughs> yeah yeah in fact i was doing a film not not too long ago where um i get stabbed in the neck yeah. with a um screwdriver Right. So I get stabbed in the neck with the screwdriver and then I have to my character. Obviously, I wouldn't. Yeah. This, character <laughs> has a bright idea to remove the screwdriver Ugh. from the neck. And of course, in the action of doing that, you're letting blood flow. Yeah. So blood is now flowing out of my neck. And naturally, in that area, it has to come out of my mouth. I don't think so, I could I could do a horror movie i hate i don't like scary movies oh buddy but it's so much fun when you're covered in that yeah i guess it'd be more fun on the other side oh for sure obviously (laughs) okay so it tastes awful but i mean you kind of get over it yeah you're just spitting forever that's what she said (laughs) anyways um it's it's much more fun when it's like a a limb or yeah like if you're wearing a squib and they like when you're getting shot 
and you have the little packets underneath your shirt. Okay. Pop, pop, and there's those are called squibs. Okay. Those are fun. They kind of hurt a little bit. I've only used them one time yeah. on a on a big budget TV show, but what is what is that? Uh, it's called Misfire. Okay. I will be in episode two when it airs. They are in post production right now. So when that goes up, it's uh, we started with a pilot and then we're going through the first six episodes and what? i start in episode two okay so let's go let's go through that what is the process of go like getting on to a tv show or is it all different like from a tv show to a movie to what else is there uh short films there's web stuff there's uh commercials okay uh yeah everything is different no two things are the same theater like getting onto it mm-hmm. like okay yeah, yeah. Um, in order for how I got into the commercials is um, you, 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 it's hard to explain because you just kind of you have to work. Yeah. But there's no work. So you you work for work that isn't where. OK, well, uh, <laughs> wait, wait, one second. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Restart. OK, so <laughs> um, when when going to commercial or film or. Uh, short film or whatever else e- e- each one is completely different if you're looking at a commercial a commercial is just a client trying to sell something and they need your image to help sell whatever it is they're selling okay so it's very corporate very strict very to the book like every line has to be on point okay. and every scene needs to be on point and in order to get into that world you basically just audition for it there are open auditions all over the place backstage for example yeah they're all over not back page <laughs> no 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 um so when you when you see these listings online for a, a commercial or for a film or whatever there are very specific specifications that you follow in okay. order to do it and usually there are sides you know lines that you would read and you just record an audition on your own send it off and if they like what they see they contact you and boom you get the job is there something that um like have you ever got an offer in regards to just like anything yet. I mean, I've gotten m- many offers. And is there stuff that you didn't do because you didn't like? Uh, um, what am I trying to say here? Uh, Just didn't like do their I have, incentive, do I have like incentive a, or something like that, or their point of view. Have I ever turned down work due yeah. to uh, morality? I, or yeah. Like a bar Just curious. No, never. In fact, there. If you uh, Google. You kind of just got to keep doing all everything right to get out there. Oh, yeah, you absolutely do. If you Google discount filters or go onto their YouTube page and find the videos for discount filters, there is a commercial on there that has aired where I am naked. (laughs) Hell yeah. So if you're wondering where the bar is, it's very low. (laughs) Is that the one with the little fruit? No, no, no. (laughs) That that one's the the flu one. Okay. I like that one. That one's getting the most airtime. Which one? I actually saw one. I think I told you about it when uh, the MM, I think it was a Conor McGregor fight. Like I was streaming it and there were, I saw one yes. of your commercials. Yes. And I was like, really- I saw you. That's pretty cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. In fact, uh, I got another uh, text today, a screenshot of somebody who saw it. Nice. TV. That's got to be like a fulfilling uh, feeling. Right? It is. I actually got recognized a couple of times because of it. Dang. Uh, mostly up in Cleveland. Is it weird? It's it's weird because it's not something that I'm used to. Yeah. Granted, I'm used to people who know me, or at least within a, a, a close radius of people who know me, that I do like cosplay. So when okay. they see Jack Sparrow and stuff, they're like, "Oh, I think I saw you." Hey, yeah. Blah blah blah. So I'm used to it from that level. But when it gets to the point of like, I actually saw you on TV. Yeah. During like the OSU game. 
when it's like that, it's like, oh, hey, that's that's kind of cool. And I, I never thought I'd hear that. I think I think you're on your way. I'm hoping. Manifest, baby. That's the key. I like it. That's that's the only way anything works. Do you? How do you manifest something? If you don't mind saying, uh, meditation. A lot of meditation and a lot of belief. Um, it's. it's do you do like? Do you imagine it every day? Like a certain like. Day. Do you have? You don't have to tell me the moment, but do you like? have a certain moment in your head where you are like uh, at somewhere and you're like imagining people and just like every feeling typically in the shower. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm saying like, uh, yes. but like the, the one moment that you think about. Yes. For example, um, I could be just a, a random, I was walking through the grocery store and then all of a sudden, yeah, I can picture like I'm at uh, a, an award ceremony, not like the Oscars or anything yeah. crazy like that, but just like a low key kind of I'm being recognized by my peers of actors for work that I've done. Like I can feel that energy and then in it my can, brain. It could bring you to any moment that feeling. So, you know what I mean? It's, Ooh, it's a super vague <laughs> little vision that I get. Yeah. yeah. Every so often, those little things happen. Or like, for example, if you were to start a, a small little project, let's say a home renovation. Okay. All right. You want to redo your kitchen because it's right there in front of yeah. you, right? So you want to redo your kitchen. You've got this idea in your mind of how you want it to look and you know what you have to do to get the supplies to get to where it needs to be or hire the right guy. Hopefully you're doing it yeah. yourself. But anyways, <laughs> you, you have a vision, you have a process and you know what to do. It's, it's pretty black and white. A bunch of people have done it. So you know the steps to follow to get to your goal. Anyways, same process. When I start a project, if a script comes to me, if it's a good film, uh, and I can feel this character and I can actually visualize how I would play this character in, in the same respect. When you're reading a book, you know, you, you see yeah. these images in your mind in the same respect. I'm reading a script. I'm seeing this in my mind. And how would I play this character? I can feel that energy. So I'm like, I want to do this picture. Yeah. So I do my audition. I send it off. And through a couple of tips and tricks that we don't really have to talk about, I can kind of track how that audition goes. And then if it starts looking positive, do you want to talk about it? I mean, no, we don't have to. I, I wouldn't mind. I like it. Okay. So if, if you want, if you don't want to, but I mean, I don't mind hearing about it. No, 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 it's fine. In fact, <laughs> if, if there are any other uh, actors that want to yeah. follow this, this is a very helpful tool. Um, Every can... episode is completely different and a bunch of random stuff. So <laughs> love that. I love that. Um, I use uh, a little cheat on YouTube, uh, specifically in the studio. When you upload something into your YouTube account, if you put it as unlisted and never send out the link and never open it yourself, it'll get zero views, correct? Yeah. In theory, that's how it works. If you have that URL and you send it to one human being and you never open it yourself and you just walk away from it, if you look at that counter, if that number starts going up, you know that that one person you sent that one link to opened it, right? Yeah. Now, if that number starts climbing higher and higher and higher, you know that that link that you sent to that person is being distributed to multiple IPs because that number is going to go up based off of the IP address that you're watching. Yeah. So if that number starts to climb within a week's time of you sending that audition off, you know that oh, you have a fire audition there dang. and you're about to get called. If that number doesn't move, then you know, all right, somebody's a yeah. better... Somebody's got a better feel for this. I'm just going to kind of get this out of my brain and move on to my next project. Yeah. No harm, no foul, because they never call you. If yeah, I guess that it. is a good way to know that if, it, yeah, that it's not too. So, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Dang. that was a little trick that I learned. I like that. this whole process. And <laughs> I, I try to help people, uh, other actors with it. And 
it's uh it's been a very helpful to it honestly though it's only worked since covid because yeah. we've been doing self-tapes but yeah dang what uh what's something that you what kind of role would you like to get in the future like what's something or let's i'm trying to think of let's say something like this what is a completely different character that you would not want to play oh that i don't want to play yeah no i don't think that exists i mean i want to hit every spectrum i can yeah yeah it's it's not so much that i'm worried about like tarnishing my name as an actor because that's that's how we work yeah it's it the only thing i would turn down is a character or a story that i can't actually emotionally invest my myself into i mean those happen you think that you relate to most characters most characters I've read, yes, absolutely. Even characters that I haven't gotten yeah. roles, yeah, absolutely. I felt a connection to, which is what's driven me to uh, pursue that that piece. But um, I, I would never, ever just turn down anything based off of a morality of a character or like a nudity of a character. Yeah, um, I feel I feel like with the nudity thing, like, dude, at the end of the day, like. You re- like we're all gonna die, like you know what I mean? Like, come on, you, you <laughs> yeah, you have a smart. Have you ever walk through a freaking a locker room? Like, you know what I mean? It's just We've naked, all naked seen body. We know what <laughs> yeah. anatomy looks like. It's not. A Why is that still so crazy? Honestly, it's like, I oh my god, it's like they just change. <laughs> the other part about it is, it's, it's how we perceive it ourselves. Yeah, you know? like yeah, it's it's still a taboo thing, and there's a lot of people out there I don't want to see. Yeah. But, it's okay. just funny though. It's like, dude, we're, I don't know. Like we're all based, we're all the same. You know what I mean? Same body wise. <laughs> well, for the most part. Yeah. Yes. You know what I, you know what I I'm know saying? Exactly. What <laughs> but no, I'm not, I'm not like that kind of a guy. Yeah. I mean, look at Nicolas Cage. That man takes every role that comes his way. And dude, he's, yeah, he's still just, people love him. Yeah. I got a buddy who, uh, Ben that used to work at Yogi's. Yeah. He loved, that's his favorite. And he like, what he's seen all of his movies and like rewatch them. And he always tells me about them. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to, I like national treasure the best. Love that movie. That's gotta be one of the best movies ever. I, mean, I think it's, it's also fitting because Nicholas Cage is such a national treasure. <laughs> oh, dang. Oh. Okay. You think that's why he was doing it? Well, I hope so. <laughs> no, he's definitely in my top five favorite actors. Nick Cage. Okay. What's, uh, what's your top three? Uh, Jim Carrey. And why? We'll go and why. And why? Uh, Jim Carrey. Uh, I, I grew up watching this guy as a comedian. Okay. And just the way he's able to act through his face. I mean, the thing is, is when you're when you're watching movies versus <laughs> if you're watching a commercial or if you're watching theater, like there's a very different way of acting and portraying emotions and tone. When you're watching a movie, everything is localized in the face. Okay. You know, like it, it, acting isn't dialogue. Acting is reacting to a situation that's happening. So when we all react to things, we all have facial movements okay. that we take. For I'm trying granted. to think of that. Like, be, I'm trying to be in that moment. Right. <laughs> but there's also a lot of people who don't have full control over their face. Yeah. This man has absolute control over every muscle on his face. He I mean, is. He, he was called rubber face growing up. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. And the other part about it is, is this man is so well versed at disconnecting his brain and just jumping into whatever kind of character he wants to be and becoming that character and living that character. Have you seen the behind the scenes of Man on the Moon documentary uh, on Netflix? I've never seen it. Ooh, it's probably not on there anymore. It was like a year old. Okay. But he says some 
pretty astounding things. Really? I highly suggest watching it. I will. He's a twisted man. But I like his like I like his views now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's kind of uh, do you think he was like scared to say that stuff before? Not at all. No. He's also the kind of guy who manifests his own reality. Yeah. And he's very open about doing that. And he's just living in his own world. Yeah. You think that is like it is kind of weird that we we're all doing the same thing. But like I might think this is like going a certain way and then you might think it's going a certain way. You know what I mean? It's just like weird. It really is kind of weird to think about. And that's what I do all the time. And I almost, it kind of bugs the shit out of me. <laughs> well, well, you can't focus on that. Yeah, I know. It's just, I don't know. I wish I knew how it worked. Yeah. I don't think we'll ever figure it out. No. I mean, we all have our own story. It's, it's, it's wild to it think really is. that that guy who's walking down the street right now has his own backstory, his yeah. own life. Like it, it, this whole spider web of connections that exist. And it's interesting. Us, it's nothing. When did you start uh, thinking about like the manifesting or like, how did you get into it? Um, it was, I think a lot of people now, like it's, uh, it's definitely been more streamlined. It's yeah. very popular. <laughs> I, I was trying to think of a, a better, like a word, <laughs> a, a buzzword. Now. Yeah. Let's, let's pull up the thesaurus while we're looking at this. <laughs> um, it's, it, it really started for me after my mom died actually. And it was mostly because I, realize now that i was very very cynical in well you remind me of what that word means it's um anti everybody else <laughs> yeah basically <laughs> anti everybody else uh but the deal was is I, I was i was very cynical and when my mom got sick i took care of her in the best that i feel like i could i mean now i feel like i could have done more but um from that moment on i just i couldn't find a reason behind understanding that sort of pain that I was going through emotionally and yeah. physically, I, I couldn't figure it out. So I, I started dig digging deep into my own brain. And that's when I started learning about manifesting uh, answers, you know, like really searching for these, these tough questions yeah. that we, we take for granted every single day. And it was in that discovery that I realized that the more I, dig deep into finding the meaning of these these questions that I don't have answers to the more I saw that they started coming to me in 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 ways of opportunity and each one of those opportunities that I would explore I would actually achieve the answer that I've been looking for hmm. and for me personally in in my experience yeah. those opportunities came to me as acting roles and that's what's helped me get through all of this every every time i was going through something whether it be a breakup or like the the death of my mother yeah. or just a bad day at work anything any of those really large experiences oddly enough a role would come my way that fit that character in some way shape or form and i was weird. able to channel that exact issue i was dealing with into that character live that life in that story. And when that project was done, I had this weird sense of closure and, and this feeling of completion and I was able to move on. And I found myself being happier and happier every single time. So like these roles are like an addiction for me. I know. Huh? That's very interesting. Like it, it's just in a weird way, how it comes, like how it comes to, you know what I mean? It's always in a, a hard way. And you never expect it. I know. It's like, you, like, you, like in the beginning we were talking like, you can see where you want to go, but how you get there is just a freaking it's That's just a journey. it's a crazy road. Yeah. Oh my god. That's very interesting. 
because I feel like it does. I don't know. I guess me losing weight is kind of how I figured it out. Like just looked at the world differently because like people would treat me differently from they would like kind of listen to what I had to say now because I, I don't know. Maybe I did something for myself or I like to think it's because I was just fat. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, like we don't like or like trust this guy's word or think that I'm lazy and stuff mm, like that. I think it's confidence. Maybe. I think that's what it is. Well, here's the deal. If I'm not going to want to confide or talk to somebody who isn't confident in themselves, yeah. a sheepish well, guy. I don't think that I, I wasn't confident. It's just what I kind of saw through my vision. You know what I mean? Fair. Um, also, to apologize, not not trying to say that you were no. confident. It's just that when you go through a drastic change such yeah. as that, you no, gain I'm, I know a new level of confidence, yeah. not only in your own body and your own self, but in the world around you. You yeah. start to see things differently. So you it have is a, a new vibe and a new aura of confidence that people tend to gravitate towards you. <laughs> but you also have a healthier outlook on life when yeah. you make a body change I think, like that. I think my vibration is definitely a little higher now these days. <laughs> Marky Mark would be pleased. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, all right. What's your second actor? Oh, right. My second. Um, <laughs> I didn't forget. No, I, I might have slightly. Uh, well, for second actor, I will go with Nicolas Cage. I will. That man is so unhinged. <laughs> the thing is, is I've, I've wondered it myself as to why he's in every single movie and why he keeps getting all this work. And I, I know the reason why now. Uh, it's, it's been publicized. He spends his money on the most ridiculous ass shit. Like what? everything and anything you can imagine there's a photo of him walking around with a pink leather jacket covered in rhinestones is that what it is uh he bought he he, like how i've never seen this i'm definitely gonna see it on my phone oh buddy it's it's insane but like the the multitude of ridiculous crap that this man buys just for the hell of it yeah means that he's got you know a reason to need to keep working so (laughs) oh okay his, his box office uh, return is marginally fine and one his second, one second. marginally defined what is it uh, i was <laughs> drinking my gatorade <laughs> taking advantage of this sweet moment um his box office return is marginal not not terrible but he definitely has a following but his price to be in a picture is ridiculously low okay so that's why it's easy do that does the actor get to pick at a certain point um, I can or do they always get to pick? So, no, they don't always get to pick. No, not at all. We, we all still have to go through the process. Um, a lot of times I will say, and even in my experience, this has happened, where if you have a filmmaker who has a movie and however they go about doing it, a lot of times they will write characters based off of actors that they have already been established. Okay. You know, like if I was to write a screenplay and I, I want Johnny Depp in it for the sake of argument, I would write a character with him in mind. And then when it's all said and done, I would pitch it to his agent and see if he's interested. Okay. If he is, great, because that's who I've made it for. If he's not, then the movie still goes through, but uh, somebody else is going to play the character. Okay. Uh, those those moments happen. Like I've had uh, directors and writers come to me and say, hey, listen, I have a project and I have a character for you if you're interested in playing it. That's and pretty I, cool. I say, yeah, I'm in. Let's go. And we do it. Yeah. Uh, so the more you work and the more established you are, the less you have to audition for projects within your realm. Yeah. Uh, but for the most part, you are still auditioning. That's that's the work of an actor 
is to find work okay audition yeah if you get to do the picture hey that's a bonus yeah but (laughs) that's not your job as an actor do you think that some of these actors like they weren't even meaning to be like big hollywood stars oh yeah i guarantee you none of them expected it you think or even thought of it no i mean i'm i'm not even and i don't want to think about that because that's not my goal. Yeah. My goal isn't to be a celebrity. I don't care about that. Do my you think goal is to make okay, movies? Let's okay, I like that. Do you okay, but what if it happened? If it happened, that like, would be what, great. I would do use you think it so? To, yeah, I would use that to my advantage, not in a sadistic way, of course, but in a way to continue to make movies. Yeah. Continue to because I I also write, I also direct, I also produce. Okay, I'm yeah. Acting. That's what I wanted to ask next is so what have you produced anything yet, or are are you yes. okay? I've produced quite a few things already. Okay, um, most of them are all short films. Uh, I don't think I have. I don't think I produced any features. Most everything has been short. What does films. that mean? Uh, a feature is a film with a runtime of more than sixty minutes. Okay. Anything? I never knew that. Yeah. Well, there are a lot of categories when you're submitting yeah. to different things. Um, it, under 60 minutes is considered a short film. Anything. Okay. Uh, so, like, I, I just finished a project myself. Uh, what's, uh, sorry, one more question. Yeah. What's, a, what's a three-hour movie called? Is that something different? It's still a feature film. Okay. Yeah. Darn it. Not that I have a cool name. No, it's, <laughs> it's one or the other. Sorry. All right, it's all I right. mean, there, there are other <laughs> categories, but for the most part, it's either a short film or a feature film. Okay. Uh, Hollywood is obviously a feature film. Okay. Right. Um, I, I actually just finished doing my own short film uh, with with my partner, of course, Shannon. Uh, she was the idea mastermind behind the uh, film that we made. She was the uh, it was her screenplay. Uh, I took her idea and I wrote a five minute short film. So how does the what does the producer do? Because I thought the producer does the writing and all everything. Oh, no, no. The, okay. the writer does the writing. Okay. Uh, well, now that you said that, it made sense. But yeah, I thought it was just... I didn't know that. No, the producer... <laughs> the, I thought it was just like one person's idea. Like, you know what I mean? And it just, oh, they do no, the whole thing. Everybody's got a different role to play here. Okay. Like, if it's an idea that's just chilling in your brain and you want to go to somebody and say, hey, I would like somebody to make a movie about a talking cheeseburger (laughs) that evolves into a candy machine. Okay. That would be a screenwriter. Okay. He's the one who has a screenplay. It's an idea. Uh, The writer is the one who takes that and actually writes the movie. Okay. You know, like the the book. Does the screenwriter, is that the one with the idea? The screenplay. The screenplay guy, does he put like the emotions into it and stuff like that like or does he just have the idea and then people like he just like a romantic comedy or something like he outlines everything okay does that make sense yeah it does he he might have the whole idea sketched out in his brain like this is what i want to have and i want this man to fall in love with this woman who has this dog with this name yeah that that's all within that realm the writer is just the guy who like puts it into a comprehensive film okay the the director is the one who executes or manages the film okay the uh the dp or the director of photography is the man who's behind the camera or woman with uh, who's you know directing the shots and calling the lighting and basically shooting the movie how many camera how many cameras are going at once when you shoot something typically one the film that i did we used one and then from my big reveal scene at the end i used three Okay. Simultaneously. 
So let's hear about how this, what is this? Uh, first of all, what's it called? Well, first of all, it's called Don't Get Caught. Okay. Second of all, when is this <laughs> podcast going to air? Because that's going to depend on how much uh, I can talk about. I'm going to say Tuesday. I'm going to try to do it. It'll Tuesday, be on Tuesday. Uh, Today is end. Thursday. Okay, that's perfect. Okay. So my film debuts Sunday, February 27th. Okay. A couple of days from now. Yep. So assuming that you guys are hearing this after it's out, <laughs> I'm so happy to talk about it. Okay, let's hear it. Excellent. So um, it's called Don't Get Caught. And it's it's a fun, twisted take on a horror suspense film. Granted, I'm only telling this story in five minutes. So it hits fast and it hits hard. All right. Um, it's broken into three sections. And honestly, uh, since this is here, I can tell you that you can watch this on YouTube is where I'll put it for everybody to watch come March 1st. And for tell where where do you look on YouTube just for that film, the name of the film? So uh, I'm not going to have it hosted anywhere specific just yet. This is it's actually going to go to a platform. OK, but in the meantime, uh, I also have it circulating in a couple other film festivals right okay. now. In fact, I actually just submitted to Sundance? one of them. No, oh. <laughs> I just submitted about two hours ago. OK, so it's still in a circuit, so I can't distribute it, distribute it. But if you want to watch it, it is watchable on my personal YouTube channel, which there will be links all over the Internet. So okay. I'll give you a link to it so everybody can. <laughs> OK, it, right? deal. Anyways, without giving too, too much away, because I hope you watch it. Yeah, it's it's a great film. I, I'm really pleased with it. It's um, it's a, it's a quick story about uh, like hide and seek. All right. It's a horror film. And people are getting picked off left and right. Okay. And at the very end, right when the crescendo hits, uh, out of left field, you will be swept off your feet because you will not see this coming. Okay. And it's a very <laughs> brilliant in. payoff. <laughs> and just like, uh, just like other filmmakers, we all pay homage to other filmmakers and other tropes that exist within cinema. Okay. I kind of took one from the Marvel uh, world where they always do a post credit scene. Yep. Which uh, now we all expect for. But okay, say that again. You you are you a little you did a post edit scene after the credits. Post, I did a post credit scene. Okay. Yes. You, there is a post credit scene, and that's going to be for the second one. No, this is just still within this five minute film. It's you think it's over, and then there's that post credit scene uh, where it just it, it's that very last okay in the back. So. I'm going to watch out for sure. Oh, yeah. It, it's, I'm really proud of it. I, I can't How, say too much, but. Okay, that's fair. Um, I hope everybody watches it. Please do. Um, How long did it take to shoot? Or like, so where do you start off like by getting, okay. where did the idea come from? Uh, So uh, when I say this, when I say my team, my team and I, uh, we were shooting a pilot for another series that our other members of our team are currently working on right now. Okay. While we were shooting this pilot. How many people on your team? Um, <laughs> I've got a minimum of six. All right. Uh, on this other pilot that we were shooting, God, we had like 25 people in the house for this. Right. But anyways, during this production, uh, a, a film festival came our way, uh, that was going to be in January, February, okay. right about now. And we were filming this in November of last year. Okay. So we wanted to get a jump start on it. So we came up with some ideas on how what we were going to do and be prepared for it. Because okay. Usually when these festivals hit, they give you a uh, they give you a, a huge list of genres that you'll end up choosing from. But 
you don't get to choose. It's like randomized. Okay. So is that how? Okay. Yeah. That's, that's where this kind of whole thing started. So like we had an idea in our brain. We sat down one night. She started shooting some. Uh, Shannon, my partner. She okay. started shooting some ideas my way. I took those ideas and I just sort of threw together this little rough draft. Do you just start writing down stuff and just do you do a couple rough drafts? Like start somewhere? Um, usually, yes. The writing process is kind of complicated in sense of like if you try to write a book. You do you have know, a certain like routine that you do? I do. Before you go? I do. It, it usually involves a lot of THC. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Some, uh, some like classical music, some THC, some darkness, and huh. my monitor. That's, okay. That's how I write. All right. Anyways. Uh, so I whipped this thing together real quick. It's a five minute film. So okay. it's only like six pages long. Each, each page is about a minute in the film. Okay. Okay. So um, we looked at it. We thought it was great. Made some minor tweaks here and there just as we're kind of looking it over, you know, proofreading. It. Yeah. Uh, and then once we had it, the next step was to make the shot list. The shot list is what tells the DP, you know, what shots we want. We will, what we want to see on that screen. Okay. So like in my brain, when I wrote it, I'm seeing how it's all coming out. In fact, in the very beginning, in the very intro of it, right before you see the title, you'll see uh, a very classic kind of scene that I dubbed the Jurassic Park scene. Okay. Um, what that <laughs> is, is do you remember in the first Jurassic Park when the raptors are chasing the two kids near the end of the film? I, I believe so. the entire park has gone awry. What's the first one? The first one is was... That the hang when he's like in the hang glider? No, that's Jurassic Park 3. I can't remember the first Hang one. Letters. Okay, so the first one was where John Hammond uh, invited his nieces and they're all they're all kind of the same, the right? Island. They are pretty much the yeah. same, but this was like the opening with Samuel L. Jackson and um, the the big guy from the show. I'm drawing a blank. Newman, yeah, Newman, Seinfeld. Okay. Anyways, uh, the park goes crazy. The T Rex is out. It's terrorizing. Everybody's trying to run away and hide, and they finally and by they I mean the the kids. Okay finally make it to the uh main uh center like the convenience yeah center, what do you, what do you i know what you're talking about uh i don't know the <laughs> dang the information center yeah will that be what it that. is okay let's go with that. <laughs> yeah you know they have gift Any, shops they yeah. have information That's yeah a concierge <laughs> i suppose right that place <laughs> um and while they're in this place near the end of the film they they realize that the raptors are following them and so the kids run into the cooler or the kitchen area and okay. while they're in the kitchen area they lock the door behind them and they go to like hide behind i think uh, i remember that like the prep tables exactly yeah. exactly it's an iconic scene and the way it's shot is you you see you see the table and you see the kid like in front of the screen hiding and the camera's at an angle to where like the raptor would be on the right side of yeah. the screen, like coming in. Right? Okay. So that's a very iconic look. Yeah. If you were to see it, you're like, that's Jurassic Park. I know exactly what you're yep. talking about. So I dubbed this scene, the Jurassic Park scene. Okay. So that's what my, my character is going to be doing in this scene is it, the, it's shot down on the bottom corner and my character is running into this room, running into this hiding spot, dubbing down and, like avoiding whatever might be outside the yeah. door, but to convey that information to my DP and anybody else who we're making the shot list for, we make references yeah. to already established scenes in cinema. Okay. So we make our shot list, get everything the way we want it to look. And we plan out, you know, what we're going to need. Do are we going to need a dolly? Are we going to need uh, a drag? Are we going to need a, 
Yeah, how do you how do you figure out like uh, where you're gonna do it, and uh, do you have to like pay for space? Like, do you guys get Airbnbs and film Most in there? Everything I've done has been in an Airbnb. Yes, huh, commercial that's, work. That's interesting. Uh, this film we shot at her studio, okay. so like we didn't have to reserve anything. We just kind of like gorilla ran around and shot what we could where we could. Okay, like what what is a? Uh, She's also a photographer on okay. top of being an actor. Like, what's her studio? Like what's in uh, she, what's in she's a up in, uh, studio? Okay. Uh, her studio, uh, the the building that her studio is in. Is it is big, like a stage very, and very, stuff like that? Not like that. It's uh, it's a rundown, dilapidated building. When okay. You, when you watch the the movie, which I can show you before I leave. Okay. Um, when you watch the movie, you'll see that it's in like this. Think of like a saw building. Okay. Like the movie saw, like the rundown, nasty, grody, nasty. That's kind of the vibe we were given. Okay. So we're just exploring this building, but, um. We have the location in our brain already before we start writing. So like when I wrote this out, I had key points of the the location that looked good. Like there was a bathroom that looked really creepy. I wanted to use somehow. There's a hallway I really loved. Do you think the way that it looks like gives you a feeling to write it differently? Oh, absolutely. It changes everything. That's interesting. Is what I was building into. Okay. So every scene you see in this film, I pre-scouted and I already designed like this is what I want to happen in this. Yeah. Huh. So you build a shot list and I like how much thinking goes into it. It's it's insane. I like that. It's it's think of like you when you're in school and you're doing a group project with everybody and everybody has their own individual job and you come together at the yeah. very end hoping everybody did their homework. Yeah, I just have a little project. I just have a little more appreciation for you. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. Like just after hearing all this, it's pretty cool. So that's after the shot list. And when that's all said and done, we just we wait okay. until we go shoot. And then when we get to the spot and we're all ready to shoot, we set up our cameras, we set up our lights. And how long does that take? Oh, that takes the most time. Like a couple of days or oh, hours? Oh, no. like maybe half hour to set a scene oh, with so, proper lighting. Okay, so let's go on this. Say you're shooting your first scene mm-hmm. and you got set up and that's just in like one spot. Mm-hmm. Or like what if your first scene is just like one person running down a hall? which we have in this film. And that actually. takes like two seconds. Yep. So that takes 30 minutes to set like that up in the hall. Then you got to take oh, it all no. down and move it somewhere Not else. Necessarily. Yes and no. Yes and no. It's okay. Actually, it's kind of weird. But like, for example, if the lighting is already set in this room to a way where we're very comfortable uh-huh. with natural lighting through yeah. the window, uh, sometimes we can just kind of like block off the window a little bit to force light in a particular way. It doesn't take long at all. If we have our own lighting gear, sometimes a quick setup, but like we'll watch the actor do a quick run through. It's called blocking. Okay. We'll watch him do a quick run through of how we have an idea of what it should look like. And then we look at it through the camera. We make adjustments for there. And then when we like the action we see, that's when we start setting up our lighting a bit more like, okay, this needs to be covered up. This needs to be focused on. We really want to see this side of your face. So we need light bouncing off of this corner. Help me with that. Once all that's set, it could for a running through a hallway scene, depending on the detail you want to see on a person's face, it may take 15, 20. It may just be a quick, I'm going to hold this camera real quick and just do it. You know, it it just depends. Yeah. For the most part, though, most scenes, you're looking at about half hour setup of light. How, How long or how long do you go until you think that you have the perfect one? Like the perfect take? Yeah. Um. Like, could it be the first one, but you want 50 yes. more after that just in case? And we do that. We absolutely do that. It's um, You always do one for safety at the very end. Yeah. But typically, the first one is just kind of like a dry run. Just do something. We want to see action. The second one is, 
uh, the director's action. Like this is this is what he wants. I want to see it. And if he feels like we got it, then we do another one of the actor's performance. Like I want you to show me what you think should happen. Okay. In the scene. Do you and like what, do you like when that happens? That's my favorite part. I was gonna say. Yeah, and that's usually what makes it into the movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's because like uh, that's our job. That's a. Uh, I read Matthew McConaughey's book, mm-hmm. The Green Light. And that was like his thing, like that. All right. All right. All right. They asked him to just say what he thought he would do. And that's what he said. And that's became his famous thing. Kind of weird. In fact, I I follow that rule. Follow the green light very often. It's a I need to reread that. It's a brilliant. I I still use that every single day. It's It's pretty incredible. I didn't really like you just think that he's famous. But it's like, dude, he went through like a lot of crazy and weird shit. You know what I mean? And yeah. just had like he had a pretty tough childhood too. It, it, for real. <laughs> it's, but I also think that a lot of performers have that dark side to them. And yeah, that is that like you get all the emotion from that, right? I mean, yeah, no. We, yeah, we can really draw upon that too. But also, we know what it's like to be in that kind of a situation, and we don't want other people to be in that same spot. Yeah. So we kind of do what we can to make you forget about it or get out of it or find a way out of it. Yeah. Maybe what we do can inspire you to come up with a brilliant idea to get out of the situation you're in. Do you think that you have to be creative to be an actor? No, no, but it helps. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Who would be a, like a non-creative actor you think? Oh God. I, I have no Is there, idea. I, I can't, I can I think that you do have to be creative because I feel like. I think you do to a level you do. Yeah. The other thing is, is if you look at a lot of these actors, that's not the only thing they do. Like you'll also see that they produce stuff. They do shows. What do you like better? Um, I like acting the most. That's that's my most favorite thing. Okay. Um, the step below that, I love directing, and that's just because for one, I've been managing my whole adult life, bars or whatever it may be. So when it comes to project management, it's not like a foreign concept to me. So when it comes to directing, it's the same exact thing. Like if you're working the bar and it's a busy night and there's a party, like the manager knows how to kind of contain what's happening in this night. So it doesn't get out of control and everything runs smoothly. if Everybody's doing their job, right? That's the director's job. Okay. He has to make, he's got a vision in his head of how this movie is going to look in the end. And he has to make sure that everybody on set is doing their job so that he can get that vision on that screen. Hmm. Do you think that what's like a, a movie that you think, okay, let's say being a director, mm-hmm. what is one of your favorite movies? You're like, wow, this movie is very well direct directed. Oh my goodness. That's, that's a good I guess question. that's kind of a, bro- a broad question, but well, okay. So I don't know. Do you have like a, is there, do you have a different view of it because you're a director? So it's that's still kind of a new concept okay. in my world. Not not super new, but like when I watch movies. Do you, do you think of all that stuff when you watch a movie? I do, and it drives me nuts. I was going to say, that's got to be kind of annoying because now I'm going to start thinking about that stuff a little bit, but I won't know as deep as you. <laughs> well, so here's the deal. The first time I ever watch a movie that's completely <laughs> new to me, I shut my brain off and I just watch it for what it is. I am able to do that. And the only reason I am able to do that is because when I get a script, I have to do the same thing. I don't focus on my character and I don't start memorizing lines. I just read it for what it is so I can comprehend a story. Once I understand what I'm looking at and I watch it again, that's when I look at details. So if I watch a movie a second time, I'm no longer watching the story. Now I'm watching 
what's this actor doing? What's the lighting look like? Do you, what's happening here? When you okay, when you read the script, do you read the whole thing and all the characters? Because like, let's say that character has been going through something, and do you bring the her uh, the other stuff going on in her life like to that moment? Does that yes? Do you um, understand? Does that make yes sense? Yes, it does. It makes perfect sense. So like there's there's a couple of rules here. First and foremost, um, you're never given the full script when you're auditioning for something. Uh, very rarely. OK, uh, you're, you're very rarely when you're going for an audition to something of film, you're given sides and sides are like two to three, maybe a lot more, maybe a lot less pages of a scene out of context in the middle of this movie somewhere okay. that the director feels that if this person auditioning would be able to succeed in this scene, I think that they can carry the rest of the movie. Right. Um, so when you get those sides, you have zero context. You have nothing to go off of except this one little scene and you could be reading it completely wrong. It's totally up to me as a performer to get on the same page as whoever's sending me this and hope that I'm striking gold. You know, that's just a risk we take. Yeah. However, there are a couple of exceptions. There are online profiles that we go on to, like Backstage. Uh, one of them is called Actors Access. Okay. And there's a lot of movies across the country on there. Okay. And when you're on that one, it's so professional that they have a separate third-party website where all the scripts go and all the sides go. So if you're lucky enough to get somebody's attention on this platform, they will not only send you your side, but they'll send you to where everybody's sides are. So a lot of times that's like, that's crazy. That like goes really, that's like a lot of things going on. If I have access (laughs) to every person's sides, I will read every single character that exists in this movie out of order and I'll put it together in my brain. And then I will give a performance based off of the sides they gave me. So I know the context that they're asking for. If you can get the whole script, it's money. Okay. But it's very rare. So there are tips and tricks to get around it. But if you do sign on and you do get the whole script at hand, absolutely. I just read the whole thing through just the way it is, like I'm watching a movie, and then read it through again. Start picking and choosing. Start making details. Start making notes. <laughs> That's interesting. Start figuring out why is this happening. But the thing is, is none of it exists except in your brain. So like you have to do this yourself. So like all those movies that you see and all these actors that are making these choices on movies and you just think, well, it's written on the page. This is what they're supposed yeah. to do. A lot of times. No, that's that's not it. They're they're either winging it. The the words are different because they're just trying to get the point across and tell the story. Yeah. The words are slightly different or they kind of added their own take to it. And it was so good that they just left it in. So like a lot of movies from start to finish aren't. Okay, so let me ask you this. Yeah. So your movie that you produced, or your mm-hmm. short film. Yes, yes. Um, that I wrote, directed, <laughs> produced, edited, and acted in. Okay. So did you, um, was it the same all the way through, or were there things added in that you um, didn't think that were going to, or did the story change at all? So the story didn't change, but I can tell you that a lot of the dialogue got skipped, uh, almost intentionally. Okay. And a lot of scenes were changed in the last What moment. do you mean skipped? Just, uh, just, just taken out. Said, yeah, removed. Okay. In fact, that um, the is Ohio that lingo? Flu- is that lingo for? Yeah, is that like certain lingo? Yeah, I'm just curious. Is. I'm sorry. No, I, you're good. I, I'm learning. I, learn it. I want to learn. <laughs> Fair. Um, the uh, the Ohio flu that I did right. Okay. Flu commercial. I don't know which one. I don't think where I've seen my that. head pops out of the apples. Okay, I have seen that one. Yeah, 
So if you Google Ohio flu, you'll see me. That's, <laughs> that's my commercial. Um, but in that commercial, that that iconic scene where my head pops out of the apples, that was never in the script and never existed. Okay. What happened was in the script, we were supposed to be in a grocery store. And originally a customer would walk by like a bunch of chips, bags of chips, like Doritos or whatever. They'd pull one of the bags off and my head would be behind one of the bags, <laughs> very much like it was in the locker. Yeah. My hand got smashed, right? <laughs> They'd pull the bag away and my head would be there and I'd do something stupid and whatever. Yeah. That would move on. The day before we were scheduled to shoot that scene, the grocery store called and said, hey, listen, we're not comfortable being affiliated with the idea that anybody could get the flu in our grocery store oh, and i'm like all right it makes sense i get it this was also like when covid was heavy yeah too. so like all right we get it that not a big deal yeah I mean, it is a big deal but all right we understand but it, were, were there like stuff in the background where you'd know even where it's at well we we weren't allowed to shoot in that grocery store okay. so we had to come up well they had to come up with some yeah. spot and they did last minute so they called me up that morning and said hey we have a change of location we need you out in dayton this morning super early uh, basically what they did is they found a mom and pop, uh, like farmer's market okay. with a farm and connected and everything. So yeah. we got there super early. The idea was we were going to shoot this scene before they even opened and we'd be done. Were you, right? were you stressing out about it once you guys found out about that? They were, I was not, Okay, <laughs> I wasn't on the production for that. I was okay. just an actor for this. Okay. So it was, you know, show up on this day, do your work and yeah. go home. <gasps> Excuse me. You're good. <laughs> so we got to the farm. And they had this great idea. Hey, what we're going to do is we're going to take this bin. We're going to cut a hole in it. And we're going to have both of you guys like pop out of these. Yeah. Apples. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> it's, it's, it's great. We just thought of it last night. Let's do it. So we did it. We shot it successful. Uh, it took a few takes because, you know, the apples fall in different ways. Yeah. And you got to reset a lot. So, but we got the scene. We moved on. And sure enough, it was the reason why anybody remembers that commercial. Is because right? of my head coming out of the apples. That's crazy. Which never would have happened if the original grocery store hadn't pulled out and it wouldn't have been whatever it was. Do you think that? Absolutely. Dang. Everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Do you think that just, just out of, just to say it, but do you think that it could have been better in the store? Or do you think that really was the best way? It could I have think been? this was absolutely the way I like the commercials. So yeah, <laughs> if that means anything. <laughs> and and the, at least 2.9 million viewers that have seen it. Yeah. And I only know that because I got tagged in it again this morning. So Is that, oh, like that go let's go back to that like right. the out in public yeah. so what i think what i hope to one day is people can come up to me and do that um but like it'd be weird because i kind of am on here like in my other episodes i kind of just like go deep down into my feelings and stuff like that but it's like if people come up to you on the like street and they like start talking to you like they know you like it wouldn't that be kind of weird like it's kind of it would be kind of weird okay so this happened to me twice uh, well, at least these these two stories I'll share with you happened. Uh, one was just recently, last week, Friday. Yeah, last Friday okay. it happened at COSI, okay. the Science Museum, in the Marvel exhibit. It I saw the picture that you had on Instagram. Right? So, all right, this this first story was that one. It happened last week. Uh, I'm in line. I'm, I'm in the Marvel exhibit. Amazing exhibit if you've ever been. Have you? No, not yet. Is it still there? Yes. Okay go before it's too late it's i will. open on the weekends but like it's it's totally worth it it's so cool it goes through the entire catalog of marvel like from the very beginning with steve dicko and stanley okay. all the way up to current mcu standards anyways and they talk about each individual yeah everybody's got their own room spider-man x-men whatever anyways like, i'm at the we'll iron man yeah i'm at the iron man exhibit right 
And there's this huge line to like be in this augmented Iron Man thing. I didn't know what it was at the time. It's just this stand in a line and eventually <laughs> you'll figure out why you're in this line. Yeah. So we waited throughout the entire line before I realized what it was. I'm like, oh, I don't need to be in this line. Let, <laughs> we just wasted so much. Let's, let's move on. I've, I've got augmented. I, I have my own Iron Man suit. I don't care about this. Let's move on. So I'm standing in line and there's a kid behind me. And this kid is like texting super fast. I'm wearing a mask because... Okay, so like I'm standing in line waiting for Iron Man, and there's this kid behind me texting furiously. It's fast. I, I, I see him <laughs> on my peripheral because we're standing in line. You know, we're, we're close quarters, but I'm wearing my mask because, you know, COVID stuff. We're in a museum. There's kids everywhere. And, you know, COVID aside, kids are very dirty. So yeah. I'm actually really happy to be wearing a mask <laughs> right now. Anyways, so I'm wearing this mask and I'm, I'm like joking and laughing around with my buddies yeah. who are there. And, um, Finally, we make it all the way through the thing. I start walking towards the hall of Iron Man suits. So I take my mask off. I get my photo in front of the mask or in front of the suits. And then as I go to grab my coat, uh, this this guy and that kid walk up to me and they're like, hey, you're the flu. <laughs> oh, heck yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I, I am. Thank you. Thank you. So there was that whole thing there. But it was like he knew it was me yeah. while we were in line. Um, I don't know how. But he did. And sure enough, when I took the mask off, it was like, yep, that that's him. Dang. But it's actually not the first time that I've been identified, even with a mask on. I was up in Cleveland shooting a movie uh, last year. And I go to log in, log in. I go to check in to my yeah. hotel. And I'm at the, uh, I think it's the Hilton Hotel, the tall Hilton Hotel <laughs> that's uh, adjacent to the stadium in Cleveland. Okay. Um, it's 1030 at night nobody around me. okay I, I go into my hotel or I'm, I'm wearing my mask i got my bags and i go up to the front desk and there's two people in front of me who are like off to the side dealing with the one person working yeah it's 10 30 at night <laughs> i'm not stressed i'm about to go to bed like i'm just winding down yeah I don't care. take your time do your thing i'm not going anywhere <laughs> yeah except my room right so i'm waiting i'm waiting she comes over and we start having our interaction to log in sign in i keep saying log yeah in. <laughs> And she um, she's doing her stuff on the computer and I'm just kind of like, you know, looking around doing my thing. And uh, I have very expressive eyebrows and eyes. Yeah, I'd say um, that. So I'm wearing my mask and she gives me this squint and I catch her <laughs> eyes and she looks at me and she goes, are you in a commercial? <laughs> and I'm like, I mean, I'm in, I, I'm in a couple. Yeah. Why? Why do you ask? And she goes, are you the blue guy? I re you're the blue guy. I remember you popping out of apples. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I take my mask off and I start, you know, talking. About yeah. It. She's like, that's fantastic. And she goes, hang on a second. Hey, Rhonda! Rhonda, come here! So this woman comes out the back and starts walking forward. And she goes, who's this man? And she goes, oh, that's that flu guy right there. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, this is fantastic. That's got to be fun, actually. at night in a random hotel. It's a Hilton in Cleveland. I don't live here. So, yeah, off of a small commercial, yeah. I'm wearing a face mask nonetheless. So, that's like, pretty cool. It happens, and it's it's heartwarming. I like it. Okay. It's, it's not like addictive liking. It's just it's cute. Yeah, that is pretty cool. And then I, I hope that it inspires people. You know what I mean? I just think people getting after it and because, dude, you're driving what? Like how much driving driving are you doing a week? Um, So much so that I actually have an app that tracks it for tax reasons. Really? Yes. Damn. Yes. That's a lot. Well, let's just say. I mean, it's worth it. It's manageable. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm also represented by four agencies. Okay. Um, that stretch 
a very big radius. Do you stay at like hotels and stuff? I typically stay at Airbnbs if I'm able to schedule it out in advance. But if that's not possible, then yeah, I'll fork up a couple hundred bucks for a hotel night. Do the agencies ever pay for anything? Sometimes, yes. If it's out of state, and a lot of my agencies are also out of state, so sometimes they will provide travel and lodging, and that's cool. In the events that they don't, it's usually a local hire, so they expect a local hire. And okay. if they don't, and if it's me, they pay me as if it were a local hire. So sometimes, yeah, it comes out of my pocket, but it does get reimbursed eventually. Oh, yeah. um, so as long as there's like a buffer there, who cares? Either way, I still think it's worth it. I was just Always. curious. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's it's also work. Yeah. I mean, yeah, for real. Like... That, that's what I, like, I try to put into perspective. Like, if you really want something to work, you like... It doesn't have to be like you have to do it nine hours in that day. Like literally just if I were to just put in like two hours, like every night or something to towards this and just look into it more and figure it out how to get on more stuff and stuff like that. You know what I mean? It would it probably pay off. It would. In fact, it's it's actually given me a different outlook on time in general. Like, for example, aside from the fact that I always forget what day it is. Yeah, I don't I don't. Most people see time relatively speaking that you know they work monday through friday nine to five and they have the weekends off yeah. and they follow a routine and they kind of follow this pattern um since i don't have a nine to five and my job is sporadically anywhere everywhere at any time i just kind of fill my day with events hmm. so like time to me is when i wake up the first thing i'm gonna what do you do mean by workout. what do you okay Okay. Yeah. The first thing I'm going to go do is work out. <laughs> and then when I'm done working out and I have enough endorphins to carry me through the rest of my day, that's when I start digging into my acting. Stuff is that like the only jobs. way that like the only way you can start your day? Since or I've is that the best for way? So long. Yeah. It's that is my addiction now. Is, yeah. That's, that's how I get moving. If I don't work out at the beginning of my day, I feel like something's off. I'm sluggish. Me I don't too. know what's wrong. Yeah. It's just those natural endorphins help you move. Yeah. It's fantastic. Um, but after that, like, that's when I start diving into all my acting stuff. Uh, first thing is, like, I, I start looking for jobs. Is anybody looking for an actor right now? There's a few of them out there. All right, here's my headshot. Here's my reel. Here's my stuff. If you want me, you know how to find me. Here you go. Send off, like, a dozen of those. And then if I have any current projects, any scripts that I have to read, like how, I do right now. How many do you do at a time? Or how many can you do? Um, oh, I can do as many as it takes. Um, like I said, I'm represented by four agencies, so, so uh, my inbox is always full. Okay. Um, they may not, I may not submit to everything that I get from my agents because okay. I don't fit every spec that comes my way, but there's always something online too. So every single day there's at least six submissions that I'm sending out there to audition okay. for. I may not get them all back. Um, but that's still a lot of week. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So it's a numbers game at the end of the day. If I throw enough darts at a board, I'm bound to hit yeah. something. Right? <laughs> right? You got to. <laughs> yeah, just, it's a numbers game. Yeah. So eventually one of those is going to contact me and say, hey, do an audition. And if I get enough of those auditions sent off again. And then you don't you don't know if you're even going to get the. Do you have to no. go there for the audition or is some of them just like Not a anymore. monologue? Not anymore. Nowadays, it's all self tapes. I do it in my own studio. OK. And I send it off and I move about my day. There's no like do you do Zoom Zooms for auditions? Um, I've only done that one time. It was a nightmare, and I hope to never have to do that again. That might be weird. I, yeah, I prefer. We do a lot of Zoom meetups. Yeah. So like, after you've done the audition, you want to like meet the director. Yeah. Answers, that's a Zoom, and then you get to know each other. Table reads. Yeah. Those are Zooms now. 
Um, and that's fine because it's like it's convenient for everybody. And you don't have to go anywhere. Yeah. I don't have to wear pants. It's <laughs> lovely. Yes, I'm wearing pants now. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but as far as like the day is concerned, that's that's it. If I have to work the bar, you know, that's that's part of my day. Too, yeah. But that's that's the entirety of my day after like five or six o'clock in the afternoon. I've completed all of my acting requirements. Any auditions that I had to do, hopefully, are done and edited by then. How long? How much time do you put that into my auditions? Yeah, like a day. Like when? I don't know. When are you usually done doing your stuff? Um, or do I, you? I try do you have done. free time? Uh, no, <laughs> I don't have free time. <laughs> and when I say I don't have free time, it doesn't mean that like every second of my day is accounted yeah. for. It's just that it there are very little windows throughout my week where there is just a blank template yeah. that can be filled with stuff. Because if that exists, it's like, all right, well, I should probably go run some errands. Yeah. And that becomes get errands. the adult stuff done, all the stuff you need to get done. Yeah. I need to go grocery shopping or like as an actor, I have a lot of clothes. Yeah. And I have to have a lot of options. Dang. So like so you have to bring your own stuff. Oh, yeah. Everything you see huh. us wearing, unless it's like to a, a certain, time piece, yeah. it's all our clothes. Everything that you see on TV, that's, where that's you, what we own. Where do you like to go get your clothes? Thrift store. Okay. That's anything. Okay. Everything yeah. Because thrift store. for what kind of roles, like what do you, oh, I'm trying to think of the question I'm trying to ask when you get a role, mm -hmm. let's say a villain, is yep. it like what you're looking for? Do they tell you kind of what to look for? Or are it's, you looking? Okay. No, they, they always tell you what they have in mind for okay. your character. And then you present ideas with what you have like options i was gonna say, say that's kind of we like these combinations there's your character and you're like cool got it okay yeah so that's not bad it's kind of a little bit of freedom in that yes it's it's mostly that they'll say like um for example i did a commercial for sequoia which is a rehabilitation center okay i played a uh a, an alcoholic construction worker hell yeah right <laughs> so um my character they needed like plaid they need like believable worker yeah construction worker clothes so obviously i have to have boots i have to have worn jeans i have to have some sort of plaid something to like bring this character to life okay what i have and if i don't have it i gotta go buy it they're not gonna provide you with that kind of stuff okay i guess i maybe is that for the audition where you had to buy your own stuff no that was for the actual okay yeah that was for the actual gig itself okay like we're gonna film in two days get your clothes let's go when you audition do you put on an outfit or um, do you yes and no okay. if i'm doing just a standard audition or do you I'm like do you I'm like it now. being called an outfit yeah or i don't know costume it, outfit is it it's mostly outfits uh, because costume signifies that it's like uh a, a, a character's essence you okay. know like when you think costume, you think Halloween. You think costume, you think like a superhero. Yeah, you if you're Jack Sparrow, you're Jack Sparrow. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. I got you. So outfit is like this is what this character is wearing for the scene in this. For example, uh, I will be in a movie on Netflix that I did called White Noise with Adam Driver and Don Cheadle. That'll be out Ooh. this summer on Netflix called White Noise, and I play a professor in this college. And since it's set in 1985, we had to portray 1985. Is that like Goodwill Hunting era? Yes. Okay, I'm trying to think of what like what it would look like. It was it was college, so it was a lot of brown. Okay, a lot of so, wood. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah nasty, <laughs> nasty stuff. Um, but for that, it was a timepiece, so okay. everything was provided. We didn't okay. have to have any. Okay, now I get what what you mean by a timepiece. Yep. 
I knew it would come back around. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, uh, and I when is that coming out? This summer. Okay. On Netflix. Uh, it's in post production right now. Okay. I did another feature where I played the devil, and we went to Macy's and we bought our uh, costume or outfit on okay. the spot. Um, <laughs> it was just a three piece suit. Uh, but you know, we tried different options and we wanted to make sure we got the right one before we bought it. Okay. So that was a shopping trip. Okay. Um, I just did a buddy of mine. His name is Dom. He, um, I've had the privilege of being in quite a few of his projects. He's got a movie on Tubi, which is streaming right now called the female hustler, which you can find me in. What's Tubi? Tubi is a streaming platform okay. like Hulu or Netflix, but it's a free subscription. Okay. So you can watch it on there. All right. It's called the female hustler. You'll find me in that. Not very long. I'm just a supporting guy, but uh, I've been in that project. I was in his romance short film as one of his main characters. And I'm also a character in his TV show called A Kid Named Bug, where okay. I play Detective Franklin or Professor Franklin or something like that. Right. <laughs> I'm like a men in black kind of guy. Okay. Um, so like I've worked on quite a few of his projects. So we've, we've got a nice little back and forth. So he called me in for his newest movie, which is called Temporary Suspicion. Okay. Uh, which is currently in development. It's amazing. What was the, what? A, okay. My character in that, I play a homeless man. Ooh, yeah. That'd be so, pretty fun. And I'm actually partnered with him. Like he, he makes a cameo appearance, kind of like how you see Kevin Smith showing up in his movie. So you see, okay. Like, Stanley. Uh, yeah. Stanley. Or you see like a uh, Quentin Tarantino show up in his movies. Okay. So my friend Dom, who is directing, writing his own movies, shows up in his movies as small characters. I think that's kind of cool. It is, right? I mean, I did it in my movie, too. Okay. Which you'll see. Uh, yes, I'm excited. Right? Uh, so I'm his partner. We're both uh, homeless people. Okay. Right? And so we went to the thrift store. Like I was going to say, what's that shopping did. trip look like? Oh, that was fun. <laughs> I had pictures all over the internet. I'm sure it'll come back out. But like, I based my character... Because of him, like the, our two dynamics, like our, our body builds and our uh, height differential to each other is very much like Jay and Silent Bob. Okay. So he was going for a more contemporary kind of, I'm just looking for a warmth homeless man. So he's just got like standard boots on, a standard coat and a beanie hat. Okay. Right? I went the Jay <laughs> route and went all out. So I'm wearing like uh, a long sleeve button up with some aggressive Christmas patterns on it. All right. A Hawaiian fire shirt over the top of that <laughs> i have a blazer over that that i tore the sleeve off of. i like that i have another winter coat wrapped around my waist i have jeans that have holes and plaid inside of them. Right. I have boots and i have really long nasty hair and i have a beanie on. so i went like all out on this character okay i like that but those are the kind of thing that one he gave me that's got to be on. that's got to be a fun part of it honestly actually now that i think about it oh it is yeah oh character development is the greatest reward <laughs> of being an actor I'll be, I think I, that would go your route with the homeless dude for sure. Oh yeah. Oh, it was great. <laughs> I mean, we put some, you know, makeup on our lips. To look yeah. Like cracked out. <laughs> it was great. We had a good time. Uh, so I can't wait for you guys to see that one. Yeah. Um, but in, in that sort of sense too, like I'm, I'm good friends with Dom. Every time he's got a project, he just gives me a call and says, Hey, are you available on this day? I could use an extra body yeah. for a character. You want to that, play? That's I'm pretty like, nice. Yeah. I mean, I don't even have to know what it is. Just, yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's work, right? Yeah, and it's fun. Yeah, and we're just friends. And do, okay, do you really like? Is this your your sole passion? Yeah. Like, this is what you want to do? Yes, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Is I make would... movies. Okay, whether it be acting in front of the camera or directing, editing, whatever behind the camera, I just want to make movies. I want to tell stories. Every single one of us has a story. Yeah, nobody wants to hear it. 
but we all want to tell it. Right. Some people tell really great stories. Some people can't tell a story to save their life. But either way, that person that can't tell a story probably has a really good tale to tell. Right. Somebody's got to tell it. That is interesting. I think that's why I like this. Like, you know what I mean? Just like finding out about people. Because I really didn't know about that deep about you. You know what I mean? It's totally fair. (laughs) It's fun to know. Like, I knew nothing about acting. And it's so fun learning just random stuff. Oh, and I just learned all of this (laughs) on my own, too. Yeah. Learning and living it. Okay. uh, Let me ask one more question. Yeah. Uh, What what was your first role? I I think we kind of skipped over it. Yeah. Okay. This, I will never forget this. My first role ever was through my agency. It was for a short film. I played Sid Barrett in a Pink Floyd documentary okay. about Sid and his life after being disbarred from Pink Floyd. Okay. And it was a short role, like 10 minute film. And I had a British accent. I, 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 I think. I think I might be able to find it. But <laughs> if anything, it might just come out like Jack Sparrow. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and now it's uh, Australian. <laughs> I don't know where I'm. I'm all over the board today. Um, I did the whole movie with a British accent. I did I, my audition with a British accent. Yeah. And that's actually what helped me get the role. I swear, I'm good at British. <laughs> it's not at this moment. Um, and... It was it was a great experience. I learned a lot and I was actually on a film set for it, too. It was really good production. On the other hand, when I go back and watch it, I realize I am the worst actor on the face of the planet. I don't know how (laughs) I did this and I don't know how I got to where I am today. But I know every single actor goes through the same thing. Do you, I, do you think that's because you you're just like, wow, I like you're kind of looking just at yourself as I'm not good. But so, like anybody else could be like, wow, dude, that's that's amazing. Somebody must have looked at it and said, this is good enough. Yeah. To get us somewhere. And it worked enough. Yeah. Me to where I am now. <laughs> that's so. all you need is just enough. <laughs> but that's the thing is it's you're going to search forever yeah. to have that moment to prove that you can do something. And that moment you get to prove it's going to be terrible. Yeah. You know, <laughs> what, What's that old saying? You could be doing something that you've done your entire life perfectly every single time. But the moment somebody watches you do it, you fuck it up. Yeah. It's, why, why is that so weird? Just like somebody pressure. watching. Yeah, that is what it is. Yeah, we're distracted. We're, we're not focused anymore. We feel like we need to be putting on a show for somebody who's yeah. watching, but we don't know why. So we're, we fumble. It's fucked up, kind of. <laughs> right. So like the first time I got in front of a camera and did that, I didn't know all of the unspoken rules of being on set. Uh, so yeah. like, I, I'm not going to lie. I did the worst thing an actor could do. What is that? I looked in the camera lens. Ah. Uh... <laughs> But those are things you learn. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, you're not supposed to do that. Do you, but like, do you look into the camera lens when you are a news person? Um, yes. Okay. Like, there, there are nowadays. Do, do you think they look like right over it? Because it's still weird looking into it. Well, okay. So here's <laughs> yes and no. The thing is, <laughs> is I also have a teleprompter and I use that to my advantage. Because a lot of times when you get That's roles, where that has the words. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Teleprompter is just a little box that has words that scroll like credits. Yeah. And you can program anything you want on there and adjust the speed accordingly. So you basically just read a script okay. um, on the fly. And it, it helps, especially in the sense that a lot of times your agent will send you like a five-page script at like 7 p.m. at night and say, hey, I need this by 1 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. And you're like, well, my <laughs> schedule doesn't say I can do this right now. Yeah. 
how am I going to do that? So I queue up the teleprompter, I run it a few times, and I'm not going to memorize every single line at that moment. And especially if I don't get the job, what's the point of memorizing yeah. it for that stress level? Do you, you think know? it's easier to memorize it reading it off a teleprompter than just on a script? Well, okay, so for here's you. the thing. For me, I've been working in the bar business now for 14, almost 15 years. Yeah. Memory is kind of my thing. Okay. Yeah, I guess. Yes. So, if you're in that serving industry, it's pretty easy to start remembering. Yeah. I've been doing it forever now. So, like, I don't have a problem memorizing lines. Yeah. I, I can do that super easy. Now I can just do it. Uh, only in the sense that it's like if there's five whole pages and there's a lot of popcorn back and forth, the only reason the whole thing is up there is so I don't lose my place. Okay. Like, if I still know the whole conversation that we're having, you just, just like do to, a quick look over. Yeah, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to jump a whole scene ahead yeah. and realize, oops, now I got to do the whole thing over. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why it exists. Yeah. But the reason I set this up is because a lot of times the teleprompters are also in front of the camera lens. Nowadays, with smartphones, computers and everything else, you see a lot of these YouTuber influencers, they all talk to the camera. Yeah. A lot of auditions that come to us now for videos, they they want us to do like uh, funnel videos and a funnel video is what you see on YouTube is what you see on Instagram, Facebook, all those quick little 10 second videos where they're like talking to the camera real quick. Those are called funnel videos. Okay. Um, and in order to do that, you do you have to look at the lens because oh, that'd be so weird. they're looking at like when we're watching it as an audience, yeah. we're looking at the actor who's looking at us, the audience. If the actor is looking at just a hair off of the lens, they're going to notice the audience is going to see. Uh, they that's know. so weird. There's a disconnect. It it feels awkward. It looks right. Yeah. But you don't feel it. Yeah. And unfortunately, the world of acting is feel, uh, not see. That's a little weird. <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, OK, we'll round it up and. So you want to tell everybody again where or what's coming out, uh, what movies you want people to watch and All where right. to watch them. All right. So <laughs> first and foremost, my name is Anthony Dane. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, you name it. I'm out there on a platform. The only one I really use, though, is Instagram and Facebook. Okay. But I exist. You can find me <laughs> at the uh, no, I am at real Anthony Dane. Uh, I'll put all the things on here. I too. appreciate you. <laughs> that that's that's where you can find me. Uh, I will be posting my new film that I just did called Don't Get Caught. Okay, you can find it through all of my social platforms. However, it will not go out for distribution until I'm through with the circuit. So if you want to watch it, you totally can. You just got to follow me. Um, outside of that, you can see me on Netflix this summer, like I said, with Adam Driver and on Cheetah in White Noise. Yeah, boy. Yeah. You can find me on Tubi under the Female Hustler. You can find me on YouTube. Uh, the show is called A Kid Named Bug and quite a few other things. Just Google the Ohio flu. That's me. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you very much, man. That was a very fun and interesting conversation. I feel like I learned a lot, honestly. I, I hope you did, man. This, this was a lot of fun. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely.